Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Cut the Cameras podcast, season one, episode eight. It has been a minute, three weeks, actually, to be precise, um, and I would first like to apologize and give me a chance to explain myself. I was traveling, I was all over the place, I was in the States for a bit, and then I went to Costa Rica, and seriously, like, vacation mode, like, I actually relaxed for the first week all year, really, (laughs) and I didn't have my setup, I recorded an episode and it was horrible, so anyway, we're here, let's be grateful. On that note, happy 2023, everyone. I hope we're off to a good start this year. I have a lot of fun stuff planned this year um, in terms of like my personal life, which I guess also means my content because my content's about my life. So expect some really fun videos, some cool podcast episodes. I'm going to have a lot of friends on the podcast this year, Um, some personal friends where we can just talk about our personal lives and you guys can get to know me and my friends a little better, as well as some public figures, if you will. My high of the week, I have to say, was the moment that I woke up from my bed in Costa Rica. I went onto my phone. It took forever to load because the Verbo's Wi-Fi was terrible. But when it did load, I saw on Twitter that Andrew Tate was arrested. (laughs) And everything about that whole situation was just so lovely. It's like karma at its peak karma at its finest because his tweet to Greta was so nasty and then Greta snapping back was like fulfilling enough and then him responding was so embarrassing and then he got arrested I think that deserves a little round of applause (laughs) um fierce to say the least my low has just kind of been all this work. This is why I want to talk about university, is because every week I'm like, my high is da-da-da, and my low is all the work I've been having to do for these university applications and how it never ends, it seems like, and how there's always just more and more and more. But I do feel that I'm turning a corner with the amount of workload, so now I'm less reluctant to talk about it. So yeah, university has totally taken over my life this last semester. Uh, It's just been my main focus ever since June. I started working with um, an advisor in June, and we started writing my U.S. personal statement, which is just an essay about, I guess, a challenge I overcame. And ever since then, it's just been like nonstop, every week, so much work. So I want to talk about university on a broader level and like the the application process, because I'm not yet a university student. But I also want to talk about my own university options, because I feel that I haven't really explained that to you guys, and it might be interesting to hear. I wanted to start with how I decided where I was going to apply, because seriously, there are so many options out there. Like, how are you going to know which one's the right one? Not to mention, there's also, I think, a lot of, like, preconceived notions and pressure. I definitely felt this way with kind of having the pressure to have a traditional U.S. university experience, because when you hear about, like, the most quote-unquote successful people in the States, at least, it's always, like, these brand-name universities studying, I don't know, maybe a business degree or a marketing degree, which there's nothing wrong with. But for me, who I would label myself as someone with alternative interests, I really kind of rejected the idea of university for a while. I didn't have any interest in it until I think last year when I started to look into these more independent, international, smaller media universities, really, or just creative based. I'm not going to art school. I want to clarify that. I've read too much on art school with the natural deodorants and the, <laughs> the art students, but um, but yeah, I'm looking at media schools. Eliminating that pressure was a bit of an obstacle, 
But once I kind of got over that pressure and I started to get on with the application process, I <laughs> had so many people weighing in with their opinions, which don't get me wrong, I know that everyone's just trying to advise me right, but I had a call with my advisor earlier and I was talking with her about this. She's like, how's the conversations going now that you're narrowed down to six universities? I'm like, it's good, but now everyone has such a strong opinion and everyone, you know, where are you going to university? And then they'll they'll basically like try and choose for me. Damon Dominique once said, people that are going to try and give you advice on what's best for you, um, though they mean well, is based on knowledge of what's best for them, right? Because we're all living our own experience and they only know what's good in their eyes or what's best in their eyes. So I am trying to do a lot of thinking for myself. I'm trying to accept um, opinions on a surface level, but deep down I'm trying to just like make my own decision, right? Because that's, that's how it's going to go. I want to do what I feel I'm going to be happiest at and what's going to set me up best for whatever my aspirations are, which I have no idea. But that's a that's an issue for another day. So I narrowed down my university options. I was looking all over the US and all over Europe, and I was considering universities on the east and west coast of the US, which is like California, Oregon, um, Washington, and then like New York, Boston, whatever. Those, those were kind of the main cities. And then I was looking at, all, like, not every country in Europe, obviously, but so many. I had the UK, Germany, France, Italy, Spain, Czech Republic. Like, there were, there were a lot. I can't even remember how many there were. I eventually narrowed it down to four countries and uh, five cities, which, when I narrowed it down, I felt like I was really restricting myself. But now that I'm almost through with the application process and have started to think about living in all of these places, I'm like, it's so hard to choose between five cities, let alone four countries, four countries. Because if I had just applied in one or two places, it's a much easier comparison and like pros and cons, whatever, whatever. Like I can directly compare. But when you throw five cities and four countries into the moop, into the moop, no, into the, <laughs> into the mix. Oh, mix loop. That's what I was trying to say. Okay. Into the mix gets a little overwhelming because although all the universities offer something different, they got to be somewhere. And mine happened to be in five different places. And I can't help but think like my life will change so much depending on which place I decide to go, which university I choose. Let's say I'm moving to Germany versus the States. I'm going to have such different influences, like a cultural influence. I'm going to hang out with so many different people. My interests are going to be shifted and shaped based on the local culture of wherever I am and the friends I make. Like I could be a New Yorker in four years or I can be someone who has lived in Spain for four years. You know, it's it's going to reshape who I am. And for those of you who haven't followed me for a while, I, I'm American, but I've lived in Europe for almost four years now, uh, three and a half and I lived in Germany and the Netherlands, and thinking about how transformational that experience has been for me, um, and really not even recognizing the person I used to be, barely recognizing the person I used to be, I think, oh my god, another four years. Like, like I'm just going to be a different person, depending on where I go. So I'm, I'm making, I feel like I'm making three decisions. I'm making a school decision, where I'm going to go to actual school and study. I'm making a living decision, where I'm going to live on the world map geographic like location <laughs> and who I'm going to be based on the combination of those two things. I did not think it was going to be this challenging because there is no right answer. 
I'm lucky to have all good options, but now it's like, how do I weigh out which one is best? Like, like I wish someone would just tell me, honestly, but isn't that life? So yeah, it's a lot to consider, but I'm getting a little ahead of myself. I want to kind of make this a timeline. After deciding some of the schools, I wanted to make sure I decided what I wanted to study so I could look into that program. I am studying, drumroll please. Oh God, that was a sad drumroll. I'm studying communications and digital media, or a version of that. Essentially, the perfect major for me is the perfect thing to study, because it is a combination of all of my interests. So I was very lucky to have that experience. If any of you are struggling and you're interested in the same things as I am, I recommend communication and media studies. So we've decided some schools, we've decided a major, and now we have to start to look at the details. And this is when I started to visit some campuses. This is when I started to really go deep down into their site and explore like all of the um, information that was on there. One thing that I had thought about but never like truly thought of as a make or break thing is roommates and living situation. Y'all know me. You've heard me. You've seen me. I'm not sure how I would feel if I was put in a triple room with two men, boys, I don't know, men, uh, in a dorm and had to live there for even a year. Like I visited this one school in New York and it was so great. It reminded me so much of the school in Spain that I love. It was so international. It was in literally my favorite part of Manhattan, kind of not the very South, but Southern Manhattan, um, kind of by Wall Street area. So it's a nice mix of like the touristy spots, but also like the business districts. So it was like quieter. I don't know. Anyway, I love the school. And then we get to the dorms and they're like three or four person dorms. The beds are seriously next to each other. It's the size of my current bedroom, if not smaller, yet I'm sharing it with three people. And I am a tough person to live with if we don't share similar qualities. And not for the wrong reasons. I'm incredibly organized. I really value my space. Uh, I need to be alone. And also, I only am going to talk to you if I have a social battery. Like, also, I, I make YouTube videos. Like, so I'm thinking about this. I'm like, okay, let's say this university is really where I want to go. What am I going to do? I'm not going to buy an apartment in New York. It's required to live on the campus for the first year. New York rent is really expensive. 75% of students at this school live on campus the full four years. And I was just thinking, like, I'm not sure if I can go to this school. Because even maybe if I had a choice of roommates, but I just couldn't share a room with two people. It sounds so high maintenance, but it's also like quality of life. <laughs> Let's think about it. Because I also can't live with a female. If I could live with a female, that would be different. Um, not in a gross way. Hello, walking pride parade over here. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's just not not for me. And then the dorms themselves are fugly. Like, actually, it is like they went to the Home Depot. They got the wood, didn't bother painting it made a couple beds that are questionable in, in their durability, put them all right next to each other, and uh, there's a wardrobe and a window that looks out to a brick wall. I'm talking about the U.S. school, or New York especially. I was like, oh my god, this is ugly. But I was like, okay, this is, this is how universities are. It's going to be ugly. I don't need to focus on aesthetics. That doesn't really matter. But then I was looking at this school in Prague. I'm not going to apply, but I was looking at a school in Prague, the school er Erasmus in uh, Rotterdam, the Netherlands. These dorms are like lofts, like penthouse type, rich, designer, sickening, merry, diva. <laughs> like it is ridiculous. This is something you'd see on Architectural Digest and it's my dorm and it's the same price. It's like the same price. It's a single room. 
I'm living alone. I got a kitchen. I got my own bathroom. I got two floors. I got a table, a big window, a view. And then the bar just shot up. The bar just shot up so high. I said, I cannot. How could I turn this down for that? <laughs> you guys can search. Look up Prague Creative School of Communications and go to their dorms. They, they're crazy. Erasmus, Netherlands, crazy. Okay, so I continue to look at all of these schools and start to compare and contrast, and then it gets to tuition, because obviously that's a pretty important part, because that's how much you're going to pay. This is like, I've seen videos where it's like, just another day, pretending I don't know why we can't just print more money, and I feel the same way about why U.S. universities are so damn expensive. Like, it's almost clothing items, when they're really expensive, you almost want to buy them more because you think that they're somehow special, when in reality, they're the exact same material, just maybe with like a brand name or like something, just a markup price, really. Because I was the same with the US. It was like, I tricked myself into justifying that price for a while. I was like, well, it's because it's a school and you go there to be there and study and learn. And it's also in the US which is a country that's on the planet. And that's why it is $70,000 a year to study here. Makes sense. Uh, hell no, it doesn't. Because then I'm looking at these European universities and like the full four-year tuition for one of these universities in Europe is one semester sometimes of tuition in the States. In Denmark, they pay you to go to university. I don't know if it's only if you're Danish, but... Any Danish listeners out there, you might want to study in Denmark. You're making money. And then I was like, okay, maybe it's the quality of education. Uh, hello, it's not. It's just not. I really don't understand. If any of you all know, feel free to write me. I don't know if I sound dumb, but I think I've been pretty thorough in looking into this. And my conclusion is that there is really not much of a reason. Some schools have certain focuses that they're more excel that they have better facilities better professors whatever therefore they're more expensive but i would talk a couple thousand dollars different not this school is you know fifty thousand dollars an academic year versus this school teaches the same thing at a very similar quality for seven thousand dollars per semester you know crazy okay so i'm going along with the application process and for the U.S., you need a personal statement, which I think I spent three months writing mine, going back and forth with my advisor. She, I mean, it wasn't like writing it every day for three months, but it was a process, which I think is a very long time. Had I been doing this application on my own, I think I would have done it in like a week and a half. <laughs> but it obviously worked out well, foreshadowing. Stay tuned to find out um, why that is. <laughs> Pretty obvious. So I basically wrote mine. It was like, what was a challenge or moment of anxiety or something that you overcame i don't know a moment of struggle that you overcame in the past shaping you into a new person you know one of those prompts and i basically i had a pretty easy story because i wrote about moving to europe uh, <laughs> real original real creative um but it is a good story and for someone who hasn't met me and watched all of my content and youtube videos where that's all i really talk about it's pretty fresh pretty fresh cool information I used to have a lot, a lot of anxiety leaving home in Colorado. Like, I literally couldn't have sleepovers. That's a little embarrassing. I would pretend to be sick and I would go home. 
And then I went on like a school trip once and I was just like, didn't eat, like riddled, riddled with full body anxiety. But I kind of talked about how moving 5,000 miles away from my home and finding a sense of place and good friends is, has allowed me to overcome all that and realize that these opportunities are something to be excited about, not stressed about, whatever. Three months of work. I'm going to submit this to all of my U.S. universities, which is three universities, three out of six of my final universities. And I have completed my application. The U.S. applications combined took me six months. I submitted them in December. No, lies. I submitted them in November. And so I (laughs) paced my three months of work into this document and I proofread, and it all looks good, and I guess I, after proofreading, I must have fumbled on the keyboard, or I shut my laptop, and it typed, and then I submitted it. I submitted my application, which is final. You can't undo that, and so a couple days later, I'm like, let me go read that personal statement again, um, and so I open it up, and in the last paragraph, I wrote the word anxiety, and it was like, like, there were, I think, 10 extra letters, 10. Like, it was ridiculous typo, crazy typo, Automatically, all that anxiety I wrote about losing came back, flooding back. I was like, great, okay, I'm not getting into any U.S. university. Started doing all the three research. I was like, do I email them? Do I resubmit a different application? You can't do that. That's illegal, by the way. I wasn't going to do that. So then I I ended up doing nothing. (laughs) I ended up uh, just leaving it be. And uh, plot twist, spoiler alert, um, I got into all three U.S. universities. I think I need sound effects on here. You know, like the crowd cheering. Imagine. I I say I record in front of a live audience, and meanwhile, I'm just, you know, playing a bunch of sound effects. So anyway, yeah, um, that's jumping ahead. But um, now you guys know I've gotten into all three U.S. universities, um, which is exciting. It's it's a bit of a relief because now I have at least a plan. But yeah, anyway, it was just so frustrating to, after three months, have, like, a huge typo. Like, everything you're trying to prevent just all going away with, with that typo. So the U.S. deadlines are pretty, like, quick. It, like, when you, if you start applying in the fall of your senior year, those U.S. deadlines creep up on you. Like, they don't give you as much time unless you start early. But then I think depending on when you submit, you get um, the results. The results. You get a, an acceptance or t- denial letter sooner. So I tried, I did one of the early actions, which means I just got to here sooner in December, which I don't regret, uh, a little weight off my shoulders for the holidays. But these European applications are such a different process. I didn't think it was as rigorous um, at first. And also a lot of these deadlines are in like June. So I'm applying, in Europe, I'm applying to a school in London, a school in Spain, and a school in Berlin. Uh, in Spain, it's split between two places. I do two years in uh, Segovia and then two years in Madrid. And so I applied to these schools, and I did the one in London really easily. I mean, I had to write an essay and then fill out some information, and it's done. So thank you, London. I wouldn't have expected this from the UK. The application was so dry. Oh my god, it was nothing personal. It was so UK. (laughs) At least it wasn't taking me forever, because I thought I had applied to the one in Spain. I thought I was finished. And I thought I had applied to the one in Berlin, but I knew that there was going to be, they were going to ask for another round of information. So this one in Spain, I did my common app application, which is just a a way of submitting. And I did my personal statement and all the information. Then I get this email that I need to take uh, this assessment. And I was like, okay, no worries. And so I take this assessment where they ask me only three questions and I have 30 seconds to prep and then I have to record a one minute video. And 
I was like, all right, cool. We're good. And now, <laughs> the other day, I get an email that I have to sign up for an admissions test. And I wrote back, I was like, I already did this. Um, Y'all need to check your system because I submitted this. And he's like, I'm sorry, I think you mistook this assessment for the admissions test. No, the admissions test is four hours. And I was like, oh, oh. And it's like a set time frame, and I'm traveling this weekend. So anyway, it's rolling. And the same thing with this other Berlin school. I still have to make a portfolio. I still have to write a motivation letter. And then I might have to do an interview, but all worth it in the end because they're both great schools. But I was just like, wow, like imagine, um, what's a good metaphor for this? You know what a great metaphor is for any of you YouTubers out there? It's when you're working with a brand on a video and you have to get it approved. So you finish editing a video, which is like the most accomplishing feeling ever, and you send it over to the brand and then they send back notes and you have to go into the editor and uh, make adjustments. That's what it's like because it's, it's like a false sense of uh, accomplishment. Even though it is, it's an accomplishment, it's good, I got it done. So yeah, the application process is still not over for me. But I wanted to talk about one last thing that was really unexpected for me. Um, jumping forward to when I was accepted to these three schools, I was not that excited. Like, of course, I was, I was relieved a bit to be accepted anywhere. But I was not that excited when I got the news. Rather, I was overwhelmed getting into three universities because, like I said earlier, the pressure of this decision is really taking a toll on me. And when I got the news I was accepted, like a part of me, a very small part, I actually really did want to be accepted everywhere because I don't actually think I'd want a reality where I was rejected somewhere. But a small part of me was like rooting for them to make the decision for me by not accepting me to like five out of the six universities. And then I just have to go along with it. But there's this whole new level of like, okay, let's say that I choose to go somewhere, one of the five places, and I don't like it. Then I'm like, oh my god, I turned down five other opportunities. Or if I do like it, I think there will always be that little thing in the back of my mind saying, you could have been in Germany, you could have been in New York, you could have been in Boston, you know. And I always think back to who I would have been had I not moved to Europe three and a half years ago. I don't think I'd like that person very much. I think they'd be very insecure. But applying the same mindset to five different places, like 10 years from now, I can be one of five people and that will be altered depending on which place I go. And it's not gonna completely change me. I'm still the same person. But it's gonna be weird to say, if I go to school in New York, I'll likely be set on a career path that's US oriented. Um, I'll have a lot of friends in New York. I'll know the city of New York. I'll pick up traits and sayings and expressions and I'll go to events. My diet will differ. Like, it's it's kind of weird how your literal surroundings and environment alter you so much. And I'm very influenced by my environment, I feel. So I'll dress differently. I'll, I'll have a new wardrobe from, you know, New York stores. So it's crazy. It really is. I'll meet different people. Who knows? Maybe if I go to New York, then my YouTube channel will blow up because people want to watch New York content. Or maybe if I move to Spain... I'll speak Spanish. I'll speak another language. If I move to Germany, I'll be fluent in German. Ho freaking hopefully, you know? So it's just like a whole new skill set, a whole new like physical appearance, I'm sure. New knowledge of cities, new aspirations, a new career path. <sighs> Do we not all think that this is a lot of pressure to put on someone who is at the ripe age of 18 years old? It is hard for me to decide 
what cafe I want to go to with a friend, like, or what drink I'm going to order, what food I'm going to order. I don't know. I just think it's funny how, like, all my essays were about not having anxiety anymore, and now I'm, like, biting my nails um, based off of this decision. But anyway, I want to acknowledge I'm in a very lucky position because though I'm saying it's difficult to choose between five places, it's also quite an opportunity to choose between five places. And to have the freedom to kind of decide what path I would want to go on most, because none of them are bad options. I'm not going to dislike any of the people I'm going to turn out to be. I'm choosing like the best of the best for me. And I think that that's a position that not a bunch of people are in or could be in. I do think that overall, this is just going to be a really great experience. And I'm really looking forward to it. But I will say I am also looking forward to when I have made the decision and I can put this kind of pressure, weight on my shoulders behind me, and I can just be excited about wherever I'm going. Because that's the goal. You want to be excited. So yeah, if any of you guys are applying to universities or studying in one of these places or have questions about the application process, let me know. I'll answer. You can comment, DM me on Instagram, um, cutthecameras.pod, or you can comment it on the posts for this episode eight. Just reach out. But yeah, I kind of wanted to just talk about my current situation and why I took three weeks off doing applications, why I am always talking about university and what my plan is, what content you can expect in the future, depending on where I go. I just thought it would be a fun thing to talk about. Follow the podcast on Instagram. Feel free to leave a review if you enjoy. It would mean a lot to me. And stay tuned for some really fun episodes in 2023. I'm going to try and lighten the podcast up a bit. As much as I like to talk about things that um, I feel are relevant to my life or are important to me, I also really want to venture into some more lighthearted, funny, um, entertaining topics. So get excited for that in some Wednesdays to come. And stay tuned for lots of fun stuff coming in 2023. Much love, and I will see you guys next Wednesday. Bye.